Welcome to Live Free Church. We're a church that's passionate about reaching people at all costs. Here you can find all our recent sermons. We are so glad that you joined us today. We want people to live free lives ultimately found in Jesus because we believe that free people, free people. Hey, uh, welcome to Live Free Church. Welcome to our online experience. Um, We're glad that you're here. My name is David, and I'm a pastoral apprentice with Live Free Church. Uh, We're working through this series called Free People Are. Uh, We believe that the gospel of Jesus has all of life implications, and so we're talking about different things that free people are. We've talked about, and you can go back and listen to um, some of our previous messages, but we've talked about free people are all about Jesus, free people are unburdened, and free people are generous. And today, I want to look at this idea of free people are forgiven. Here's what I want us to know. We are forgiven when when we bring our sin to Jesus, and then we can walk in the light with Christ. I don't know, have you guys ever had a fear of darkness? I don't necessarily have a fear of darkness, but I have a fear of like dark places. I've grown up in a few places. older houses with really dark basements. And there's nothing really scarier than a dark basement. I remember there'd be times where I'd be down there and I'd have to, it's time to go upstairs and I'd have to go upstairs, but the light switch is like down in the basement with you. So you have to turn off the lights and then you book it up the stairs. And then you always get that sort of like feeling that you're running away from something. I think that, that there's something like not good about darkness. There's something that we want to sort of run away from or something that doesn't seem natural or that we were created to be in. It's not where we're meant to be. We all have this this problem. And it stems way back to the Garden of Eden where where Adam and Eve were, were in communion with God and they walked in the garden together. And God gave them one rule. He said, you must not eat of the the forbidden fruit of this one tree, and they did. And, and as a result, sin and darkness came into the world, but also the relationship between man and God was separated. And as a result, we have darkness. And if that's the case, there's a need. There's a need to, to restore our relationship with God. There's a need for sin to be acknowledged in our life, but also then be dealt with. And ultimately, there's this need for forgiveness. And the only one who can actually meet all those needs is a person named Jesus. We're going to be looking at this passage in 1 John, which is a small book towards the the end of your Bible. And it's going to give us sort of a framework of what it means to walk in the light and be forgiven. So if you have a Bible, flip to 1 John, and uh, I'm going to read just the first line um, to start off with. This isn't the passage we're reading, but I want to read the first line of 1 John that says this, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we've looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. Now, John was someone who walked with Jesus. And this, this little passage tells us that, that John saw, John heard, and John touched Jesus. 
And I think for us, that, that brings a lot of credibility. John had walked with Jesus his life. And so as we, as we come to 1 John 1, 5 to 10, know that, that what John is saying has credibility behind it because he was with Jesus. So 1 John 1, 5, 1, 5 to 10 says this, This is the message we have heard from him and pro- proclaimed to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him, we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Sort of three things I want to talk about today that come from this passage, and it's that God is light, deception is real, and forgiveness is available. Verse 5 said that God is light and there's absolutely no darkness in him. And I, th- I think we need to understand that, that God being light means that God is the source of all that is holy, all that is pure, all that is true. So what, is, what does the light do though? Well, a few, a few years ago, I did this thing called spelunking. And it's where you go deep into a, a cave and there's all these sort of like cool rock formations and crystals and, and stuff like that. And when we got deep enough in, our guide had asked us, hey, has anyone ever been in like true darkness? Like the absolute absence of light. And I, I think for a lot of us, we've never really been in true darkness. There's always some sort of light source around us. Um, so most of us said no. And, and so our guide said, okay, let's turn off all our lights all your headlamps, all your flashlights, anything that makes light because there's absolutely no natural light down here. And so we all turned off our stuff and, and we were in absolute darkness. And it was only like a minute we were in it, but it, it was so uncomfortable being in absolute darkness. It was almost like a darkness you could, you could feel. Now, the problem with the darkness is I couldn't ask the darkness to go away. Darkness cannot cancel out darkness. The only thing that can really lead us out of darkness, the only thing that can get us out of the darkness is light. And when we turned our flashlights back on, when we turned our headlights back on, we were able to see again. We were able to see the beauty of the, of the crystals, of the rock formations, and it was our light to, to be guided out of the cave. So what's the value of light then? Well, light shines and light reveals. For me, it helped me get out of that cave. If I was trying to get out of that cave in the darkness, it would be impossible. I'd be stumbling around. I'd probably trip. I'd have to sort of feel my way out. But it would be virtually impossible to get out of darkness without light. And I think that's the same for you and I. It's impossible for us to get out of the dark without light. Light is full of hope. And God is full of hope. Now you and I, we're, we're stuck in darkness. And, 
And darkness here means like, our sin. And the world around us wants to keep putting more darkness into our lives. The world tells us that, that you need more sex, more money, and more power. And you need to hurt or get it no matter who you might hurt. But God says something different. He says, no, actually, the only thing you, you need is me. I am the light. There is no darkness in God, as John tells us. God is the only one who can shed light in the darkness. He's the only one that can lead you out of the darkness. And God is saying, if you want truth, if you want hope, if you want eternal security, if you want purpose, if you want freedom, if you want forgiveness, it's found in the light. God is light. And there's hope in the light through Jesus. But here's the problem. Some of us don't think we're that bad. Some of us are, think we're walking in the light, but we're really walking in darkness. And that leads us to this next idea that deception is real. Verse 6 said, If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Verse 8 said, If we say we have no sin, we decide ourselves and the truth is not in us. And verse 10 said, If we say we have not sinned, we make God a liar, and his word is not in us. John mentions the same thing three times to us. And when things are, are mentioned in repetition, especially in a small passage, it usually means it's a warning. It usually means it matters. Now, in John's day when he's writing this, he's, he's writing this specifically to to Christians who were under the teaching of false teachers, teaching them that they had no sin and, and stuff like that. But I think oftentimes we can tell ourselves the same lies or we can believe lies like this. And I think we tell lies to ourselves all the time. And so the question I want you to ask yourself as we, as we look at three different lies is, are you walking in the light? And this is a question I think we need to ask ourselves often. Here are, the, here are the three lies. First is we tell lies to others. Here's what I've learned about being a human for the last few, 20 years. People lie to each other all the time. If you think about Instagram for a minute, which is a social media platform, Instagram is this platform where we put pictures up to get likes. Now, the problem is we often lie to get those likes. I've seen oftentimes um, someone will post a photo and it'll look like perfection. It'll look like the hair's done perfect, the atmosphere is perfect, the lighting's perfect. And everything about that person's life looks perfect. And people see that and they look at it and they're like, oh, I wish I had that, that life. But then you hear the story behind the photo which is often different from the photo that's been posted. There's a life that's being portrayed that's not actually the reality. And I think we, we sometimes do that with our spiritual life. I've met people who on the one hand, they come to church and they're, they're like the spiritual ones. They're the ones that are reading their Bibles and they're, they're, they're broadcasting it and and they're raising their hands in worship and they're, they're 
acting like they're perfect. But yet, on the other hand, I hear that these same people are, are sleeping around or they're partying, they're getting drunk, and they're, they're doing pagan stuff. But on the surface, to certain people, their life looks perfect. But the reality is you're living one life and just deceiving people in the other life. There's this image that we want to look like we always have it together, that we're perfect, but we're really not. But don't claim to be walking the light if you're not willing for the light to purge the darkness in your life. I'm not saying that that we're going to be sinless. And I think John is not assuming that when you start walking the light that you're never going to sin because that's not true. We, we're saved from our sin through Jesus, but we still, we still sin. But I think it's the difference between what are you desiring? Are you, are you desiring to walk in the darkness and then just deceive people into thinking you're not? Or do you actually want to walk in the light where you can be forgiven by Jesus. Be honest about who you are. And I think authenticity and vulnerability with one another is a big deal. And, and we have community groups at Live Free Church where, where we come together as, as people, but the only way those groups work is if people are going to be real with each other, if people are going to be honest about who they actually are, and if people are going to be vulnerable. God knows who you are. So if you're trying to put this fake life on, but you're walking in darkness, God sees right through that and he knows. So be honest with him and be honest with one another because I think that's the only way that God's going to be able to work. The second lie we tell to ourselves is to ourselves. And here's some of the lies that we tell to ourselves that I think John is addressing. Um, one of them is, I have no sin. But I think we can sort of expand that a bit to say like people who, who think that they're a pretty good person or I'm a pretty religious person. Like I go to church, I, I do all the right things. But these are sort of the lies that, that, that Christians tell themselves all the time to think that they're not sinless. But I think you need to come to grips to the way that God sees our sin. I was watching this show called The Good Place and it's on Netflix. It's a, it's a really interesting show about the ideas of different philosophers over time in regards to heaven and hell or for them they say the good place and the bad place. And there's these characters that come to the judge at one point and they come to the judge and they say, hey, no one has ever gotten into the good place. Why is that? And so the judge is like, okay, I'm going to go down to earth and find out. So the judge goes down to earth. And what the judge ends up finding is that even our good intentions often are still sin. You might go and get like a cup of coffee or you buy a shirt. And you might not think anything of it, but that, that cup of coffee or those beans harvested or that shirt made could have been made by child slaves. Or, or you could give a homeless person some money thinking that you're helping them out and in reality, it just gave them their cocaine fix for the day. I think sometimes our good intentions still have sin. We still have darkness in us and they taint everything. 
Martin Luther said this, that, that all of life is repentance. So we need to repent for the, the bad things we've done, but we also need to repent for the good things we've done. Darkness is in all of us. And darkness cannot cancel out darkness. And it's interesting that the world agrees with us, with Christianity, about the fact that nobody can get in the good place by their own good works or their merit, which is, which is fascinating. The only difference, though, is that we have a solution to the problem. They don't have a solution to the problem. And our solution to the problem is in a person, and that person is Jesus. The difference we have is Jesus. But you can't lie about your need for a savior. Here's a good indicator if you're deceiving yourself. If you sin and you're not broken up about it, you don't care who it hurt or who, if it hurt God or not, that might be a time for some evaluation. But don't lie about your need for forgiveness. And the, the third lie we tell is to God. And on the one hand, it's this idea of, God, you owe me. I've done all these things for you, so therefore I deserve stuff. I deserve a new house and more money. I deserve a better life, a newer car, or I deserve heaven. And here's the sort of the reality check is that actually God owes us nothing. He owes us nothing. But also on the other hand, it could be us justifying our sin. Oh, I'm just sleeping with my boyfriend and girlfriend, but God will understand because, because it's our only option. Or I'm looking at these things that I shouldn't be looking at, but, but God gave me the desires. Oh, but, but God allowed me to make a bunch of money and all this stuff so I can do whatever I want with it. You, you can just fill in the blank of the things you try and justify before God. But you're only calling, as John would say, you're only calling God a liar. And he says that God's word is not in you. Sin is a big deal to God. And God cannot be in the presence of sin. Light and darkness don't mix. It, it's impossible for darkness to be in light. And it's impossible for light to be in darkness. So the solution, God has a solution. But, it, it, but you need to admit that you have a problem. The first step of of getting help is you have to admit that, that we have an issue. And when you realize that we, we all have a sin problem, whether you've gone to church all your life or whether you're new to church, we all have a sin problem that separates us from God. And when we stop telling ourselves lies, when we stop telling other people lies, when we stop telling God lies, then it opens up to this beautiful thing of forgiveness. And that leads me to this point of forgiveness is available. And here's the gospel in two verses in this, this passage. And it says this, verse 7, The blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Verse 9 says this, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Whatever sin has held you captive bring it to the cross. Whatever thing you may have done that you think is, is absolutely unforgivable, 
bring it to the cross. Whatever lie you might be believing today, bring it to the cross. Whatever voice you've been believing that's not God, bring it to the cross. And whatever burden you may be carrying today, bring it to the cross. Why? Because at the cross is where Jesus once and for all finishes it. He says these these beautiful words, and I, I think these are some of my favorite words in all of Scripture. Jesus says, it is finished. When we bring our stuff to him, when we bring our sins to him, he says, it is finished. Your, your debt has been paid. The burden of, of that sin has been released. But did you also notice, there's one more piece to that puzzle, and it says, confess your sins, if you confess your sins. We've looked at those lies that we tell ourselves. But we need to confess the sins, which is this idea of agreeing with God about what it is. Name it as God names it, as God sees it. If you've been deceiving people, name it. If you have a lust addiction or a porn addiction, name it. If you've hurt people, name it. If you've built your life on idols and worthless pursuits and and they've only destroyed you, name it. If you've built your faith on your own accomplishments, name it. Whatever that sin might be, name it before God. Agree with God about your sin because you won't be free from it until you're forgiven. And the beautiful thing is, is God wants to forgive you. You need to believe that today. Like God wants to forgive you. He wants you to walk in the light. The thing that sets Christianity apart from every other religion is that God himself pays the consequences and the punishment for sin. And that's, that's the other reality. Is we, there's, there is a, a consequence to our sinful actions. It hurts people, but it also hurts God. But Jesus says, I'll, I'll pay whatever that penalty is, whether you deserve it or not. Jesus went to the cross for his love for you. Do you believe that today? Jesus himself went to set you free from the burden and the weight of sin. And some of you are carrying that burden today. You're carrying that weight of sin on your, on your back or you feel it deep, deep in your soul. You, you know there's something down there that, that maybe the Holy Spirit is saying, you know, it's time to deal with this. It's time to make that phone call. It's time to, to bring that sin to Jesus. Confess it bring it to Jesus and feel the freedom of being forgiven. Freedom is in forgiveness and only Jesus can offer that. Now I think some of you might be thinking, especially if you're, if you're exploring Christianity today, oh, if only you knew the things that I've done, would you know that I can't be forgiven? And I want to tell you that you're, you're believing a lie. Here's the response from a, a guy named Tim Keller who we often quote around here. He said this, if you are a hundred times worse than you are, think about that. If you're a hundred times worse than you are, which would be pretty bad, your sins would be no match for his mercy. If you're a hundred times worse than you are right now, your sins would be no match for his mercy and his forgiveness. There's nothing that you have done that cannot be forgiven if you bring it to Jesus. 
forgiveness, it cost Jesus everything. It cost him his life. But he did it because he loves you. So let, let Jesus in. Let him free you because free people are forgiven. And when free people are forgiven, free people forgive. When a wrong has been done to you, forgive because Christ forgave you. When things have been said about you, forgive because Christ forgave you. When your enemies come against you, forgive because Christ forgave you. I think one of the best indicators that we have been forgiven is that we forgive. We forgive one another. You've given God a million reasons not to forgive you. You've given God a million sins not to forgive you. And yet he chooses to forgive you. People are always going to come at you. People are going to sin against you. People are going to give you a million reasons not to forgive them. But what the gospel of Jesus tells us is that we forgive because we've been forgiven. Christianity is marked by forgiveness. This past week, I had to ask for forgiveness for something that I said that was hurtful. But I also was able to offer forgiveness to someone that that had hurt me. Why? Because Jesus has forgiven me. And I think that's what Christianity is. It's, It's coming together as sinful people, forgiving one another because Christ has forgiven us. And forgiveness brings us closer and it de-weaponizes the enemy. And it allows Jesus to come into our lives to restore relationships between God and with one another. The Lord's Prayer has this, has this line in it that says, Lord, forgive us our debts as we forget our debtors. It's assumed that forgiveness is a part of our lives. So let's be a people who forgive. Let's not be a people who who want forgiveness because we feel bad. Let's not be a people who want forgiveness because we fear hell. Let's instead be a people who forgive because we want more of God. That's the point. God's calling us to the light. He wants us to walk in the light with him, which is where forgiveness is. So let's be a people who walk in the light who are honest, who are not deceiving others, ourselves, or God. And let's be a people who know we are forgiven and as a result will forgive others. Free people are forgiven. Let's pray. Father, we come to you and I admit that, that I'm a sinner in need of grace, that I've done things to hurt you to hurt others. But I'm thankful, Lord, that you, you sent your son Jesus to, to pay my debt, to restore those relationships. I thank you, Jesus, that, that I can come to you, that whatever it is that I'm going through, whatever, whatever sin that, that is holding me captive, I can bring it to the cross. I can bring it to you and I know that you're going to forgive me because you tell us that you will. I thank you that you love us, that you've called us to be a people who who forgive one another. And Lord, I pray that we would be 
a church that forgives one another because we've been forgiven by you. I pray this in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to our podcast. Share with your friends. We would love for you to join our movement. All you have to do is go to livefree.church to join us.